<sighs> okay, here we go. An inexpensive and discreet piece of exercise equipment that I think everyone ought to have in their home is a pull-up bar. And my reason for that may surprise you. As much as I like how my back muscles look after I've been consistently practicing pull-ups, a more important factor for me, especially lately after I turned 50, is how my shoulders function and feel. And that's what I'm going to convince you of in this episode. My name is Brock Armstrong, and it's time to get your second wind. But before we get started... As you've probably noticed, this podcast is no longer in production, but there are so many people who are still listening to each episode and reaching out to me for advice and help and support that I've decided to keep the dream and this podcast alive, which means I'm paying a few maintenance fees out of my pocket. And I don't mean to make this sound like a woe is me kind of affair, because it is indeed a pleasure to have created something that is being appreciated. But... If you felt so inclined, you could go to brockarmstrong.com slash coffee to, yes, as it sounds, buy me a virtual coffee. And since coffee is easily my biggest vice, I'm what you would call a coffee snob, if you buy me a coffee, I can pay my hosting fees with all the coffee money that I save. So win-win situation here. So go to brockarmstrong.com coffee and help keep this podcast and my fancy coffee habit alive. That's brockarmstrong.com coffee. You probably know someone, or maybe you are someone, who has limited mobility in their shoulders. I've been noticing this more and more in my family members and the people that I work with. Now, sure, some of them have had an acute injury that caused it, or at least kicked it off, but the majority of people, I would suggest anyway, are suffering more from the old move-it-or-lose-it issue. Their shoulder movements may have started to get difficult over time, maybe with some amount of pain involved, and so they decided to rest that body part, or more specifically, that body area. The problem with that is, unless there is an injury that actually requires a certain amount of rest, which rarely is longer than just a few weeks, this is the opposite of what you should be doing. But now, I'm not going to try and give you physiotherapy via podcast because that's dumb and I'm also not a physiotherapist. So what I will give you is a movement that you can practice as a bit of prehab for that entire area of your upper torso. So let's start here. You probably use your hands for the same types of things on most days. Now, don't feel bad. We all do. Things like typing, clicking on a computer scrolling on a screen on your smartphone, steering your car, and occasionally spreading some avocado on a nice piece of sourdough toast. Now, this is also true in our exercise activities as well. We generally are grabbing the same types of items. The handlebars on your bike, the bar of a dumbbell, the end of a resistance band, and so on. Not particularly diverse in our grabbing, now are we? And the position of that grabbing doesn't vary that much either. Most of the activities happen right in front of us, around chest height or maybe a little bit lower. I mean, even if you aren't tall enough to reach to the top shelves in your kitchen or wherever, you likely don't reach up there more than a couple of times a day. 
which adds up to only seconds in that reaching position, not minutes, certainly not hours. Now remember, our body parts on a cellular level adjust to what we do with them most often, not what we do with them in that 60-minute yoga class twice a week, although that does help. One of the biggest challenges that we face in our movement lives is avoiding too much repetition, right? Now, a little repetition is okay. It's actually helpful. It helps us build efficiency. But too much and we run the risk of injury, but we also end up leaving many of our body parts unmoved. Now, let me say that again. Too much repetition can lead to injury, but it also ends up leaving many of our body parts unmoved. You can think of it like jazz. It's not just the notes you play, but the notes you don't play. Make sense? Now, yes, I know. Breaking that habitual repetition can be hard to do in our work lives. Many of our jobs are quite repetitious by design, and we are efficient at it because of it but we can still strive to avoid it wherever and whenever possible. Now, one obvious exercise-related way to do that is to increase the weight that we're lifting in a particular manner or a particular direction, or crank up the pace on the treadmill so that we challenge the muscles and get them stronger, faster. The problem with that is you're still only strengthening yourself in that one specific way. You're not making more of your body more strong. So another way is to completely adjust or perhaps even reverse the way that we're using our body parts. For example, if you're more of a lifter, perhaps you should become a hanger. Now, okay, here's a little sidebar. When you think about working out, do you think of pushing or do you think of pulling? Now, do you think mostly of lifting or do you ever consider the lowering? I thought so. And that is exactly why I encourage you to consider at least getting yourself a pull-up bar for a doorway in your home. The bar in my home, which is in the doorway just outside my office, I do pull-ups, I do chin-ups, I do hand-over-hand dangling whenever I need a break, when I want to think, or when the discs in my spine feel like they need some time apart. And these are movements that I just don't get in my daily life. You probably don't either. Probably ever. Unless, of course, you have a very interesting job or hobby. But, okay, don't worry. If you haven't done a pull-up in years and years, or perhaps even ever, I understand. Starting this activity as an adult takes more than just simply buying a bar and starting to do them. After all, we have all spent years creating tension in our shoulders and our neck and our arms, and this has likely led to patterns of wear on our ligaments and also some muscle atrophy. Back to that good old use it or lose it deal. Now next, I'm going to get into how you can start using a pull-up bar, but if you're freaked out, please don't stop listening and go hit the couch or something. I'm not saying this is going to be an everyday kind of activity, I'm just saying that most people will need to give their body some love before they actually start doing 10 or 20 pull-ups all in one session. But before I get into that, it's time to pay our membership fees. Do you like to shop on Amazon.com and enjoy supporting this podcast? You do? Well, have I got a deal for you. If you start your Amazon shopping adventure by going to brockarmstrong.com Amazon, 
I will get a small percentage of the money that you spend. And the best part is that you don't pay anything extra. This all comes out of their pockets. Take that, Bezos. So next time you buy anything on Amazon, go to brockarmstrong.com Amazon and shop while also supporting this podcast. I truly thank you for being a listener and for your support. That's brockarmstrong.com Amazon. All right, how to start using pull-up bars. Now, before you start dangling, swinging, or pulling up, we have to address a few things. Because, well, your hands are probably weak. I'm sorry, but they probably are. It's just how our life goes these days. And if that is true, then that is where you need to start first. Don't even worry about trying to pull up. Just start strengthening your hands. And there's many ways to do that that I'll address in future episodes, but you can also go to my YouTube channel at brockarmstrong.com slash YouTube, and I have a few videos there that will address that. Now, next, your forearms are also probably weak too. Now, sorry again, but it's just a side effect of our modern convenience-laden life. And if that is true for you, I have some videos on YouTube for that as well, and I'll also do an episode about it in the future. Next. Don't jump right into swinging or pulling yourself up yet. You can get onto that pull-up bar, but just hang there. Even if you need to keep your feet lightly on the ground, just hang there. See how long you can do that for. An important thing to learn is how to hang with your shoulders down and your shoulder blades rotated back and down. Now this will help you activate the correct muscles that are involved in a pull-up, And this will not only help you achieve a pull-up sooner, but it'll help you achieve it without hurting yourself. Now, some other stuff to keep in mind if you're new to pull-ups or you haven't done this in a while is to try playing with your grip to see which one is easier and which one is harder. Now, you can have a over-the-bar grip, you can have an under-the-bar grip. Some pull-up bars come with an extension that comes out so you can have a neutral grip. Play around with the width, the position, all of those things and see which one is easier or harder for you. And then it's okay to practice that easier one, but you'll know to not ignore that harder one as well. Because like I always say, ignoring an issue doesn't make it go away. Now, after a while, you can start applying more and more of your weight to the exercise. So when you feel confident, try taking your feet off the ground and see how long you can do that for. Then, try changing the shape of the bar by wrapping a towel or a handcloth around it, or by removing any of the hand grips that came with the bar. See which width is harder and which width is easier to grab onto for you. Depends on the size of your hands and the strength of your hands as well. Now, once you are able to hang for longer with your feet off the ground, you can start to swing. Now be gentle at first and keep an eye on your shoulders. Again, keep them back and down, not up by your ears. This will help keep the load off your ligaments and put it on your muscles instead, focusing on the ones that we want to work. Now, okay, at this point, going back to where we started this whole conversation as far as simply switching up the way that we use our hands and our arms and our shoulders and our back and actually our core and a whole bunch of other stuff, and also breaking that repetitive movement cycle that we often get stuck in, well, you actually don't really need to go any further than this. Just stick with it and make sure you're getting this hanging, swinging movement into your life on a consistent manner. But what fun would it be if we didn't actually do a pull-up, right? 
So again, if you go to brockarmstrong.com slash pull up, you'll see a demonstration for this and it's probably better to actually watch it, but I'll give you the lowdown right here, but you probably want to watch it. Now, first, keep the bar low, maybe around shoulder height, so you can keep your feet on the ground through the entire pull up. And if that's not possible where you have it set up or you're going to catch yourself on it every time you go through the doorway, you can just put a chair under the bar that you can stand on. Then, start by just doing some shoulder shrugs. This is a very important movement that initiates a pull-up, so don't skip this. It really is the difference between hanging and dangling. That's the way I like to look at it anyway. We want to hang, not dangle. Then, practice the eccentric phase of the movement. This is the dropping phase of the pull-up. So to do that, stand on a chair and get to the very top of the movement where your chin is just over the bar. Then take your feet off of the chair and just lower yourself as slow as you can, just using your arms all the way to straight arm at the bottom. Then step back up on the chair, get back up to that chin over the bar and do that again and keep doing that for a while. Then next, once you've got that pretty much under control, Try doing as many self-assisted pull-ups as you can. Now that means keeping your feet on the chair or just assisting yourself by keeping just your tippy toes on the floor so you're taking just enough weight off of yourself that you're able to do a full pull-up. Do a few of those, as many as you can, and then rest for 60 or 90 seconds and then do that again. If you can do three to five sets like this a few times a week, you'll make really good progress. And you don't have to do them all in one go. If you want to do a set in the morning and then a set at lunch and a set in the evening, that works perfectly well too. It's called greasing the groove and I'll bring that up again in the future. Now, as you do this, make sure you're always challenging your muscles and challenging yourself by increasing the load and switching it from your legs to your arms more and more. If you're used to keeping both tippy toes on the chair or the ground, then take one off after a while so you're not holding as much weight with your legs and you're switching it to your arms. Remember that the best and the fastest way to build a muscle is to use it to failure, then let it recover, and then take it to failure again. And failure in this case is just not being able to do another pull-up. Now, after a few weeks, you can move the bar up higher or you can get that chair completely out of the way and start working on doing your full body weight pull-up. Now, don't be deterred if you can only do one or two. Do as many as you can like that and then you may want to bring that chair back over to finish off the set with some assisted pull-ups again. Now, once you can do three full body weight pull-ups, you are really on your way and you can banish the chair for good. Now stick to that same schedule as before, doing three to five sets over the entire day of as many pull-ups as you can muster. And that's true even if the last set or the last two sets are just one or two pull-ups. That's okay. Do as many as you can. And you will start to see gains faster and faster at this point. If you keep at it, that is. And remember, the goal is to always have your chin clear the bar. Get above the bar. That means it's a real pull-up or chin-up, as they call it. Which, actually, the difference between those, just a quick little note, a pull-up is generally thought of when your hands are going forward over the bar, and a chin-up is when they're facing back towards you over the bar. 
And that definitely does change which muscles are involved. So I'd encourage you to try both and make sure that you don't just get really good at one and ignore the other. It's way more fun if you include both. And you know what? That's it. But I want to also emphasize that I want you to keep challenging yourself. This isn't all about just loads and reps. Sure, it's great to be able to go from one pull-up to ten pull-ups, but honestly, I wouldn't be worried if you can never do more than five or ten in a row. It's more important to me that you do this movement consistently. It's more important to do that than to someday be able to do 50 in a row. It is more about the movement or the mobility you get from practicing this regularly than it is about constantly getting better and better at the pull-up. Okay? So... Now that you have your pull-up bar in your home and you know how to use it, make sure that you keep it interesting. Vary your hand positions and vary the surfaces you hang from, too. I look for any chance to dangle from a tree or a goalpost in the middle of a field or even monkey bars in a playground. Holding a thicker bar changes the load and also requires a different strength profile than holding a thin one. And every thickness, angle, and texture that you hang from uses different motor units and puts a unique and useful load on your body. And after all, varying the way we use our body is the reason that we started this whole journey in the first place. Now the most important thing of all that I want you to remember is that if you're strong in one way, change what you're doing to make it harder. And I don't just mean adding more weight or more reps. Think of it this way. If you were a chimpanzee moving through nature, it's unlikely that you would find the same size branch or vine twice in a row. So be like George, oh man, and stay curious. I'm sorry. Stay curious in your dangling, your swinging, and your plopping adventures. My name is Brock Armstrong. Thanks for listening to Second Wind Fitness.